system is defined as a set of processes, tools, people and strategies that all work together to solve a problem or achieve a goal. So the thing is, we all have systems in our business. We all do, right? Um, It's what makes us successful in what we do. We just don't know we have them there or we haven't even documented them. So 85% of all businesses don't have any documented processes. So this means 85% of businesses are putting themselves at risk. Welcome to Laugh, Learn, Lead podcast show season two, Simplify to Amplify. Hi, I'm JC Jeanette Cremor, and I love interviewing industry experts to hear their stories and we share practical tips to get the best out of your business strategies. We talk all things people, process and technology. On today's episode, I have with me Hazel Smurlis. She lives, breathes and sleeps systems, just like me. Loved her when I met her at a networking dinner recently. We talked similar language and I can't wait to share her story with you today. She's dedicated results-driven management systems consultant, helping her clients develop and implement systems, ranging from construction to manufacturing industries. She generally is fascinated with creating systems that help small to medium-sized businesses run more effectively. She wants her clients to feel safe, risk-free and know that their business is structured in a way that will not only give them an edge in their industry, but will also help them secure future tenders. Thank you for joining me today, Hazel. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, when we met at a networking dinner earlier this year, I was just went, oh my gosh, I got this lady. Like she speaks systems. She wants to make things simple. She talks about efficiency and being effective. And I went, I've got to have her on the show. So thank you for making time today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I was the same (laughs) when I met you. I was like, I think we we talk the same language straight away. Yeah. So I know a little bit about your business compliance lab. I'd love you to share your background and why did you start it? Why did you start compliance lab? What does it do? Okay. So I've been in compliance and systems for 15 years. Um, We both have that science background. Um, So I started off in science, but really found my way just back into systems and structure. And I'm like that at home. And I've always been like that, even as a child, everything had systems and structures. So over the years, I've seen the benefits systems can have in all types of businesses and all size businesses. Uh, I started compliance lab three and a half years ago. And, and purely it was just so that I could create systems for businesses that I knew were effective and were awesome for those businesses. And my mission is to give people back their freedom by creating systems in their business. Um, that is the key. I've seen the impacts of systems. They improve productivity. They can impact company culture, uh, things like consistency and people doing things the same way each time. And as we, as you mentioned, tender acceptance, a lot of our clients need to be ISO certified. So we help them get those systems in place so that they can tender for work. And that's particularly important for government work. Um, we've also seen things like reduced costs because they're more efficient. And also things like customer feedback just goes sky high. You know, people have great responses from their clients. So I guess my mission is to help people have systems that really can help what they do. Yeah, and I love the use of the word compliance lab because you mentioned we both have a science background and so a lab to us, um, you know, most people might think of a laboratory with all the um, 
Bunsen burners and all the little tubes and the chemicals. And I was there. (laughs) (laughs) And I was there. And I guess the name, when I came up with the name, I knew it needed some sort of form of compliance because I guess what we do is help also businesses be safe and meet their compliance requirements. But then I was like, the lab is where I grew, where I started from. You know, I've got the science degree. I worked in a lab and I tested products for three years, but just found my way out of that. And so the name kind of, meant a little bit more to me than just, yeah, it's not Bunsen Burners, but it was just more a bit of my background in in the name as well. Yeah, no, and I, I relate to that. So, yeah. And and I've been watching you online and we'll talk a little bit about that soon. So when you talk systems, process standards, I get it, but it can be very overwhelming for business owners. Like just because they're not only just trying to get money in the bank, you know, get more clients, keep their staff busy, doing the right thing at the right time. We also have this overlay of when we talk systems. How do you suggest business owners go about tackling systems? Okay. So I always start with like the definition of a system, right? A system is defined as a set of processes, tools, people and strategies that all work together to solve a problem or achieve a goal. So the thing is we all have systems in our business. We all do, right? Um, It's what makes us successful in what we do. We just don't know we have them there or we haven't even documented them. So 85% of all businesses don't have any documented processes. So this means 85% of businesses are putting themselves at risk not to succeed and not to be able to, like, train people more effectively, to have somewhere people can go to if they need to know how to do something. It just makes sure that the business is far more streamlined and successful at what it does. So systems are actually easy to create because we all know what we do. We all have the knowledge of our businesses, right? So it's a matter of using that knowledge and documenting it. So I always say to people to start this process, have a think about the core business streams you have in your business. So what are the core procedures or processes you have in your business? So things like do you have a sales process, a quoting process, a marketing process, How do you deliver your product or your service? They're all processes within businesses, even things like how you manage your HR process or your onboarding process or how you manage your subcontractors. They're all processes in nearly all businesses, right? Hmm. Um, And it's a matter of documenting those. So what you then do is you identify all those core processes that are in your business and then you just break it down. You sit down and you go, okay, what do I do as step one for sales or quoting? Um, So it's just really breaking down the steps for each of those core processes in your business and and it's as simple as that really and and using flowcharts really does help. I think the best thing first is just to get it out of your head and put it on paper and then use flowcharts or something visual to describe the process. Now the way the world's going too, you could even just do videos, right? Mm. Um, So I always say to people, don't make it harder than what it needs to be. The world has moved away from having five-page procedural documents, right? No one reads five pages anymore, right? Mm. So my big thing for people is get that process on one bit of paper. If it's more than that, you've got too much there, right? So your quoting process, I know with our quoting process, it's one page. It's from start to finish from meeting someone down to if they give us a yes or no answer, what, you know, what happens after that. So really important to just make it simple 
don't overcomplicate it. So just try and keep it really high level and keep it to one page is what I say to people. And if you can make it visual, gold. If you can use videos, even better, you know. So I think the big thing that scares people is they don't make the time to create these systems. That That's my feel. So the key is making the time because it is easy to get what you, you know, what you know about your business down on paper. That That's my feel. Mm. What's your experience? I guess you've been in this space too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a couple of things I picked up there, people are making it still traditional way of writing procedures or steps in a process. Um, definitely um, bringing up a level to on a page and uh, some workflow. So you call it flow chart, I call it workflow. Because yeah. I think what we're trying to do is when we try to systemize our business, we're trying to move things from one point to another. And we, I call it the relay run. I don't know if you've ever heard of that term, but it's kind of like I'm running with the baton and I have to hand it over to the next person. What condition does that baton have to be in for that person to fulfill their yeah. role or their part in the step? So, so important. Yeah, yeah, so I kind so of important. call yeah. it that and I'm seeing exactly the same thing. Um, keep it simple. Definitely getting it out of the head though is probably one of the biggest challenges we have um, working with teams is what I call single point sensitive, that that person's been in that role for five, ten years. They know everything, but they struggle to even get it out of their head because they just go, oh, I just do it. I didn't know what the steps are. So sometimes that's what I'm seeing as well is not just the time, but when there's been one individual that's been a core component of that system, um, that there can be a block there because the person yeah. just doesn't and, know. And I think also as a business owner, if you if you don't document those processes, if that person wins lotto and leaves, you're really exposing your business for that person having all that knowledge that you haven't documented. So really, it's really important to document what people know in your business so that way it, it can help you. They can go on holidays and not have to worry and that, that kind of thing is what's important. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's really important to have a process in your business to ensure that everybody knows what they each need to do. And when you document it, you can also look at it at a lens of what can I do better, you know, mm -hmm. What steps can I take out? You know, those are the beauty, the, the beautiful things about systems is you put it down and then you can go, why do I do that step? Or someone could even question that step. You know, why do you do that step? Could we do it this way? So it enables you to improve what you do and how you do it too. Yeah, and that example that you just gave about the other person saying, oh, why do you do that? I find that in teams when they can be working alongside one another, but they actually don't know what the other person does. Yeah. And as soon as you put that out on, like you said, on a single page and they look at it, they go, oh, why do you do that? And they said, oh, well, you need it. And they go, no, I don't need it. Yeah. So already they're starting to identify things that they can, what I call redundant, yeah. that they can remove from their steps just by even sharing their page, like what they do on a page and they share it with their other team member and then they go, oh, hang on, no, I don't need that. That, oh, well. I've been doing that for you for the last three years. Well, no, I don't use it. So it's those things that I find a benefit as well. It's that um, looking through the other person's steps 
um, especially kind of that's what I call it the the relay run it's because that's an awesome way of thinking of it I think you know because I think the key with all of this is that what you do has to be okay for the next person to do what they need to do so it's awesome I like that analogy actually yeah and so that's kind of how I um, systemize with people Uh, you started we started talking about some common issues that we're seeing facing business at the at the moment when they attempt to systemize their operations what's a couple of things that you see across all your clients now you're typically in the construction um, and manufacturing industry so quite a um, labor intensive what what's some of the things that they're struggling with i guess in terms of creating systems i think it is not knowing where to start you know, um, a lot of the times when someone comes to us, they just don't know where to start. Um, and what we do is try and help, like I said, break it down into the core processes and then document those core processes. So it's about making a start and making the time for it too. Because, uh, yeah, like we did talk a little bit about is, you know, it's like the person who's got no time to go to time management course, you know, if you don't make the time, you don't get the time back in your business. So really important to make the time to create those systems but I guess if if we go back a little bit more it's also the compliance requirements we find a lot of businesses just don't know and particularly in terms of safety what they should be doing Um, and there is so much info so if there's one thing you know people take from today as well is there's so much information even on Safe Work Australia on each of the the relevant um, like WorkSafe that does have, and it literally spells out what you need to do in your industry to keep your business safe and your staff safe. So we find that's a gap. Even people who are in offices um, think they don't need to worry about safety, right? Mm. But there's elements of safety even in an office. Like we're in an office at the moment. Now, if there's an emergency, do we know where we need to go? Um, Even those simple little things need to be defined and people need to tell their staff. So... We love that space and really love helping people understand what their compliances are and what they need to be aware of. Um, And I think that's what we try to really focus on is making sure people understand what they need to be compliant in for their business and relevant to the business, but also making a start on getting that info out, you know, getting people to document what they do. Um, They're the big things really. Yeah. So, and, Good point about the office thing. I think when people think compliance, they think of that safety and the the, the industries that are actually in a high risk area. Yeah. But um, I'm helping a client at the moment fit out their new leased office. Um, so they're going three times the size of their current office. And one of the staff that um, excited to move said, oh, can we move all our stuff? And I went, no, we need to make the new office safe first before we start the built works and she and she couldn't understand why I said we had need to make the, the the new office she said but it's blank it's open there's nothing in there I said yeah we need to make it safe before we start work in it so we have to ensure that you know all the um the carpets have got proper covering of them you know you just can't lay plastic it needs to be um taped down and things like that and we have to have an inspection and she goes, oh, I thought we were just building some walls. And I went, no, 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 there's a whole safety yeah. mechanism in an office. Yeah, you just can't assume there's nothing. And, like, things like, do you have a first aid kit in your yeah. office? Yeah, yeah. People look at us. <laughs> there's only three of us. Yep, there's only three of us in our business, but we've got a first aid kit in our office. 
it's those things. There's even a legal requirement that you have the if you are injured poster up in your workplace. Now, that if WorkSafe come into your business and you don't have it, you can get fined. So mm. it's all those little things that we try to make people aware of just so that they're, you know, they, they know what they need to do. Yeah. And don't make it like you mentioned earlier and first up, don't make it difficult. It's no. keep it simple. I and mean, that's don't scare people. Keep it simple. Compliance for me is also about education. Like you mentioned that some of the things uh, um, businesses don't know is what they are obliged under legislation to, to meet the, the needs. And so I feel compliance has a huge role in education as well, educating staff, business owners, suppliers, contractors, everything that you talked about. So, I mean, you look at the COVID situation now, and I don't like honing in on it, but, for example, there is requirements for the business owner but there's also requirements for the staff that's sitting there as well at the moment. So if you do get sick, you need to let your workplace know. And it's all those things. So it's that training of staff and business owners to make sure that everybody knows what they should be doing, right? So it is. Mm -hmm. It's all about training. And you can't just say, okay, I know as a business owner, your staff need to know what you're doing, how you're doing it, and making sure they're aware of what they need to be doing if they're unwell and, and those kinds of things. Yeah, and the thing that, because I've come from government background, so, you know, working in amongst thousands of people, we had teams, functions within government that do this work for us. But as I've transitioned out of that to create my own business and, you know, you're in your own business, you're the photocopier, make your own tea, organise the meetings, you know, you're a jack of all trades. The thing that I've known in small to medium-sized businesses, and I now work with two to 200-sized teams, is that they don't have that dedicated function in their business to take care of that, what should we be doing? Yeah. So we do have to educate ourselves as business owners and smaller teams on what we're responsible for. Don't, don't say, oh, that's in the big capital buildings. No, it's actually in your home office as well. Yeah. Mm, so, yeah, good point. I've been stalking you on LinkedIn. I love how you are interacting with people on LinkedIn. This is an area I think probably nothing to do with the topic, but it is a system. I think it's a support system. And I wanted to explore with you, why did you start using LinkedIn and what have you noticed about being visible that your clients are interacting with? Because this is part of your system that you use in Compliance Lab. And I think a lot of people can learn from your lessons. To be honest, I love the platform. I must say it's the platform I go to and just scroll away. Um, I think the key with this is you need to be regular at posting and you need to comment and you need to always add value. The key for me is as long as I'm continuing to add value for people, I'm just going to keep going. And I think I love that piece about it. I love the piece of being able to be a little bit creative um, which is a little different to, you know, system and structure, but I do love the creativity of it. I also love the amount of people I've been able to connect with. Like I just find it an incredible platform, but I think the key with it is making sure that you're adding value and making sure that you're targeting your audience is really important too. And, yes, I've got a bit of a niche. We talk about systems, we talk about ISO, but it is applicable to any business and I think, the minute I stop adding value, then I need to be out of that platform. But I, I actually enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And um, 
you know, I'm doing video, I'm doing a mix of stuff, but I really actually enjoy it, enjoy it as a platform and I really love the ability to meet loads of people from it, you know. Um, it, it's awesome. Yeah. But I've yeah. been stalking you on there too. <laughs> Yeah, and and it is about that, you know, observing from a distance, going, what can I learn? How can I apply it? And I think that's systems in general. Um, rather than trying to make it perfect before you implement it, it's about that incremental try, learn, adapt, repeat. Yeah. And so let's loop back to systems. I have a question that I, I want to pose is that when we are implementing the system so we've gone out there and we've created the one pager and we've talked to one another and go well we don't need to do that anymore and we go about implementing it do people have a mentality of maintaining that system or do they disregard it after a three months six months three years they go oh yeah we don't need to do that anymore what have you noticed it's just something that just come popped into my head yeah i guess if you're ISO certified, you get audited externally once a year, which means you need to be continuously maintaining your documents and auditing those documents. So if you are in that ISO space, automatically you have to be keeping those up to date. Those processes need to reflect what you do because when the external auditor comes in, they check that you're actually doing what you say you're doing, right? Mm. Um, with also the lens of making sure that, you know, your quality is good, your safety is good or your environment systems are good. So they've got different lenses based on what you're certified to. In general, what does happen a lot is people do get it out of their head, document it and then leave it on, you know, on a shelf and forget about it. Really the core about any system is that it continuously needs to evolve and change and improve over time. Someone needs to be checking it, auditing it, whatever you want to call it, on a regular basis, whether it's three months, six months, it depends on your business. But the key to this is all about making sure that you're continuously reviewing it. And it can be whatever defined period you want. But generally speaking, a lot of these processes don't go through rapid change each year. You know, if you establish a HR process of how you onboard a staff member, that won't change terribly each year, right, if you think about it. There might be a form you introduce or a document or some slight changes, but essentially your core processes won't go through a huge flux of changing unless you implement a new computer software or something like that that might impact that process. But essentially you do need to look at them and you do need to audit them in some way. Now, a lot of people get scared by that word audit. Even just use the word review on either on an annual basis or a six monthly basis, spend some time and check that that process, and it could be just that process owner checking that that is still correct, or it could be someone else checking that process, you know, so cross, you know, cross teams, which does work really powerfully because it means someone else is checking what you do against your process and also has an input and, and I guess it's not you checking your own work. So I think making others check each other's processes really is quite effective as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think people should be definitely following you on LinkedIn. You um, you give some wonderful tips um, in your videos and downloads and some infographics and some industry trends and, yeah, some real powerful content on there. Now, There's a lot of time spent on it. So, look, um, I do have some help um, and it, it does make a difference, but I, I write all of it. Um, I have some help with the graphics, but... I, I love the space and, you know, I post five days a week. Um, yeah, so there is time spent on it. 
I'd say you know there'd be a minimum you know close to five hours a week spent on it um, because you've got to post every day and so every day I'm on there and posting the content then commenting being on you know so you've got to be fairly active on there to, to start getting some momentum you know um, but, I, but I love it I love the space amazing now you're um a mum that your kids have just gone back to school um actually when this episode goes to air they're probably on school holidays again <laughs> um you in your fourth year of your business you have staff you know family how do you maintain your energy levels because you are not a you're quite an energetic um cheerful person when like when i hang out with you yeah. what what's your energy booster I love being around people, mm. right? So I must say, like, just sitting there, like we did that mm. first time we chatted on Zoom, like we could yeah. have spoken for hours. Like I love being around people. I love learning about what people do. Um, th that's a part about what we do that I love. Like I've always loved the consulting space because of having that personal interaction and getting to know people, getting to know why they do certain things. I, I love that that space. But I'm really, since um, we had all that period of being at home and stuff, I've started walking daily um, and I am also meditating daily, daily as well. So I, I love being outside um, and I do also like having some time to just switch off. But my head is very busy very often. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes having two little two kids running around does also boost your energy levels too. Like I love being out there kicking a footy. Um, yeah, I think that the kids also inspire me to have that energy as well because they, they've got so much of it as well. I think I've got not much of a choice. So, yeah, mm. I think the key is having some time to yourself as well. That, that's my thing. The time when we were all at home, you know, in lockdown, I just, it's very hard. It was very hard not having my own space, you know. So I think particularly now that they're back at school, I'm just loving the quiet time, the ability to go for a walk, um, to have some time to meditate and just get my day going the way I want it to. So, yeah, I love this space and I think that's the key too. I think if you love what you do, it shows and I think you never get tired of it. Like, I, mm. you know, it's my life. Like, I love it. Yes, I've got family, friends, all that kind of thing, but... I do love what I do and I love the business. I, I yeah, I really am passionate about the space, you know. It's fantastic. Oh my gosh, I love it. Other than LinkedIn, how's the best way people can get in touch with you? Um, is it website, email? We how's on the website. Um, we've got a 1300, which is a 1300 108 487. Um, we've got an email that's info at compliancelab.com.au. Our website is www.compliancelab.com.au. So any of those platforms or, or direct link with me on um, LinkedIn, all those all those options are open. I'd love, you know, I'd love a chance to chat with anybody, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> As you would. I'll put all those links and information on the website. Um, so this is episode 50, so a little mini milestone, so a little clap, yay. I've um, got to 50 and so this episode will come out on the 1st of July. So if you're listening, today's the 1st of July, the start of a new financial year for some or halfway through a financial year for others. Um, yeah, it's just blown, hasn't it? it it's amazing that, uh, yeah, that's halfway through a year already and uh, 
where I can remember talking, oh, the new decade, 2020, and blinked and uh, we're halfway gone. So shivers. <laughs> but it's been a funny year too, right? So we've all, yeah, it's it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it sure has been a different year. Someone yeah. that uh, whoever created 2020, um, I'm sure they can write a book on it because there's lots of stories out of it and... Uh, but yeah, there's also, I've been looking at it as a year of opportunity for me to kind of breathe and really focus on what I wanted to help people with rather than trying to help in areas. And definitely focusing on that two to 200 team size has helped me get rid of a, a lot of another noise yeah. that I was so trying you're to. Niching in. Like that's the important yeah. piece. I think knowing who you're trying to serve or who you're trying to help makes a huge difference yeah and that's why i love that your clarity with the compliance lab you know although you can do systems for any type of business because your model and your techniques are repeatable um the flavor of um, construction and manufacturing i think is um, is important because you you understand them so thank you so much for today it's been a pleasure hey i can't wait to catch up again hopefully face to face soon you know, i know like six months you know <laughs> we'll definitely have a wine hey sounds like a plan no worries thank you for listening jump on my website jeanettecremore.com.au and download the leveraging insights workbook it has over 50 tips from the first year of the show's episodes it's a great online learning tool for you and your team until next time keep smiling keep smiling